I was sitting in the driver's seat of a 2017 Mercedes-Benz S-Class, staring at a handheld computer screen tapped into the security feed of the Everhope Hotel. It was a cold Chicago night, and the tomb-like atmosphere of the parking garage didn't help. Still, it was appropriate for my job, to kill very rich and powerful people for money. The target, Marshall Redmond, was 52, possessed a net worth of $600 million, and was currently attending a fundraiser for a cause only the 1% of the 1% could care about. Conservation of a breed of salmon or something. The fat, blonde man was sitting at the table in the front of the ballroom with his unhappy-looking spouse beside him. I was dressed in a chauffeur's outfit, deep in the identity I'd established for myself, and doing my best not to be bored out of my mind. I was G. Just G. Once I had a human name and background, but that had been scrubbed from my brain along with the rest of my past. Real total recall stuff. Despite losing almost the entirety of my life, I didn't sweat the details too much. I was paid exorbitant amounts of money to do what I did, and would get the details back after ten years. Supposedly. One thing you learned when working for the, finger quotes, International Refugee Society, was paranoia. It was the most valuable skill they could teach you. To allay my boredom, I often tried to figure out why the society had sent me to kill a target. I mean, obviously, it was because someone had paid them, but I mean the reasons behind the hit. Usually, it was depressingly simple. A target was having an affair and their spouse was a client. A target was a witness to a crime that could bring an end to a multimillionaire's business. Or a political activist working for some group's rights, or a political activist working against another group's, many times the same group. Or someone who had made the mistake of betraying their employer in some way. Not Marshall Redmond. No, he was special. To look at him, you'd think he was being targeted by his wife for decades of unhappy marriage, or by someone he'd bilked out of millions. He looked like Bernie Madoff, not Osama bin Laden. However, it was closer to the latter than former. Marshall Redmond was a terrorist, or at least a terrorist financier. The difference was academic, really, since the former could kill a few hundred people in a bombing, while the latter could kill thousands by organizing dozens. Honestly, that had caught me off guard. People weren't complex. Nine times out of ten, they were exactly what they appeared to be. It made me curious to see how a guy who'd grown up in the country club circuit had ended up dealing with everyone from Isis to Red Sword. Well, we'll find out soon enough, I muttered. Dead men tell no tales, but the about to die are remarkably chatty. After waiting twenty minutes for them to arrive, I saw Redmond and his wife part ways and move to their separate cars. Redmond and his bodyguard moved toward this car, the former looking distressed with the latter. Redmond's bodyguard was a tall, thirty-two-year-old, muscular black man named Charles Dulcimer. Dulcimer was an ex-Navy SEAL who had done contracts for university and was currently working for the world's largest security corporation. He looked violently ill and seconds later threw up on Redmond's shoes. Tisk, 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 I said, shaking my head, adjusting the side-view mirror. You should always watch what you eat, Charles. You never know what someone might have slipped into it. Wow, I was so bored I was talking to myself. Redmond backed away in disgust, yelled some obscenities at the man, and climbed into the backseat of the car. According to the profile, Redmond had never been comfortable with Dulcimer as his bodyguard. 
At the risk of pulling the race card, I suspected the ex-mercenary's looks had a large part to play in it. I was biracial myself, at least per my medical records, but light-skinned enough to pass as a white man, doubly so since I dyed my hair blonde. Really, my appearance was perfect for putting people like Redmond at ease. These things I could disguise with the right wigs, contacts, and prosthetics, but tonight I was going as something close to the real me. It was dangerous, but the FBI didn't exactly collect information on the society either. Hell, they were one of its biggest clients. Take me home, David, Redmond said, looking at his shoes. God almighty, those people. Do we have a napkin or something in here? I reached into the glove compartment and removed some McDonald's napkins I'd collected just in case this sort of situation happened. Putting on a stereotypical southern drawl, I said, Yes, sir, I hope these help. Redmond took them before shooting me a dirty look. Have you been eating in my car? I continued speaking like the expected hick. No, sir, I ate outside, washed my hands, and came back in. I put the napkins in because you can never have too many napkins. Good. Redmond said, patting his interior lovingly.